Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us, regardless of everything going on around us today. And as you know, I say that every week that something is going on around us every week, every day that we go through. Move that lighting over, please, a little bit. Amen. Turn it this way a little. We just do try. Okay, that's a little better. A little bit that way. A little bit that way. A little bit that way. The top part. Top part. There you go. All right. Well, I'm excited about what God is doing for us today and how he's been blessing us and meeting our needs and breaking yokes around us today. And as you know, we all need a breakthrough every single day. Every day of the week, we need a breakthrough. And tonight, in the closing part three of Breakthrough, tonight I want to tell you how you could get your breakthrough in God, regardless of what other folks say. Because you know folks always got something to say. You'll find folks talking more about you than anything. Bow your head with me for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those that are with me this evening. Those that are watching and listening to this service, oh God, I thank you for what you're getting ready to do. I thank you for what you already done. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your kindness. I thank you for your salvation and your goodness toward us. Touch every noble soul in Jesus' name under the sound of my voice. Listen, it's wonderful to be saved. It's also wonderful to get a breakthrough in your life when you really need one. Because there's times in your life when you really need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough in your life so you can move forward in your life and achieve what God has for you. In the upcoming weeks, I'll be giving you the location of our new uh, 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 place of uh, worship where we'll be worshiping. We'll no longer be in home. We'll be actually uh, in a location where you can come out and um, worship with us in Bible study and Sunday evening service. We'll still be having Sunday evening service at 5.15 p.m. and Bible study at 8.15 p.m. nightly. Oh, excuse me, on Wednesday night, not nightly. So I think it's next week. Yeah, I'll have the address for you of the new location and where we will be doing have services every uh, week. And you can come out and fellowship with us. Bring your friends, bring your family, and share a miracle as God moves in a dramatic way in your life. Get your Bibles. I'm excited. You see, it's good to wait on God and God to give you a breakthrough. It's good to understand that God is in control and not man. That's what I like about God. He's not like us. I keep trying to get people to understand that God's not like us. He don't lie. He don't err, and he don't make mistakes. We do. We're those guys that constantly make mistakes and lie. Oh, your hammers lie terribly. Get your Bible and let's go to book, uh, the book of Acts and verse. Uh, chapter 1 and verse 8. We want to run back over to uh, uh, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. And let's talk about where breakthrough power comes from. A lot of people that say have breakthrough power in them, they just don't know how to release it. So let's, let's talk about that for a moment. I know uh, all around the world, people are going through a lot of things. Countries are fighting wars. Uh, innocent folks are dying. And people need a breakthrough in their lives. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, But you shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost is come upon you. You shall be witness unto, unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. Let me read it one more time. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon ye, upon you, and ye shall receive, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. The Lord wanted us to be witnesses. But we have to be empowered to be a witness. If you give 
A one year old, one million dollars. That one year old don't know what that to do with that one million dollars. They may know, they may have been taught that that is money. But they have to be empowered and shown how to use that million dollars. The thing the Lord said that after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you will be able to be a witness and bring a breakthrough to someone's life. By being a witness of God, you will be able to give somebody a breakthrough, guide somebody through the door to receive their breakthrough. But with no power, that's not going to happen. You wonder why there's so many mediocre people in church and so many so-called hypocrites in the church? Because a lot of people don't have God's power in their life. They're just there. People say, oh, there's so many hypocrites in the church, blah, 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 blah. Well, you're the biggest hypocrite because you're spending all your time watching other people. Being able to be used by God to bring a breakthrough in somebody's house and life at home is very important. But the Bible says there, verse 10, after you receive the Holy Ghost, you will be a witness of them because you're going to receive power in your life from God. But, 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 but. The but here is your life has to meet up. That's where well, everybody gets crushed up. This is where everybody go keep. They want God's glamour. They want God's power. They want God's excellency. And glorious stuff about them, but they don't want to live a life. You're not getting the Holy Ghost without living a life. Not gonna happen. Not gonna. He said he's not going to dwell in no unclean temple. We gotta clean ourselves up. We gotta do this without working our power, and then let the very God of peace come in and sanctify us wholly, completely. You gotta allow Him to do that. Preacher today, what? A, a, a lot of preachers before the pandemic outbreak took place. Most of them wanted big glamorous buildings. They wanted to keep up with Jake's. They wanted to keep up with this body and that body. But they don't know that God was trying to save them from misery and get the building that never was a build with people that they could pay the building, building bill. People have their eyes on the wrong thing where they cannot receive the miracle power from God because they focus on materialistic things. A breakthrough is going to come when it's needed to those that will accept it. Let's move on. Go to Hebrews 4 and 12. I want to talk a little more about Hebrews 4 and 12. Let's talk about Hebrews 4 and 12. Listen to what the verse says. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the, and dividing the soul and spirit, and the joints and marrow, and the discerner of the thoughts and intents of a heart. Let me read it one more time. For the word of God is quick and powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Peace and even and dividing the soul, ascended the soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and of the sterner of the, uh, the sterner of the thought, and in the intent of the heart. We need to understand what God's word is. I just heard a story about somebody that came to rob a church. Listen to this. Real story. Real story. Not make-believe. A man came in, a young man came in to rob his church with his gun. And he met the wrong pastor. That's all I can tell you. That's the best way to put it. He met the wrong man of God. He's going in to rob the church. He's doing something good because the devil said, you got a gun. Now you can go rob him. So we go in there to rob him, sting him up, everybody. 
The man of God, man of God turned around and said, not here. That man prayed until that young man got down and sat in the chair. Because he had power with God. When the people of God get power from God in their life, I'm not talking about charisma. I'm not talking about power of dollars. I'm not talking about powers of clothing. I'm not talking about power of nice cars or homes. I'm talking about real power from God. You can rebuke that devil. That's in that person. And that's what the man of God did. They begin to pray. And to that man, young man sat down. Because there's no weapon. You got to understand what the power of God is and break through it. <laughs> the Bible says a lot of folks, church folks, don't really believe it or accept it. The Bible said, no weapons that formed against you gonna prosper, and every tongue that rises up against you, <laughs> you're condemning. Because this is the heritage of the servants and of the Lord and their righteousness, their righteousness, their righteousness of me, they the Lord. Their righteous living. <laughs> he never knows who's living right and who's playing church. He knows who's really, what preachers are really living before God. You can't fool him. You can fool people, but you can't fool him. You can fight people with your so-called good preaching and your so-called good singing, uh, but you ain't fooling the devil and you ain't fooling God. They know if you really live on what you say. They know if you're practicing what you preach. But the scripture here is interesting. It says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. See, you have to have seen a two-edged sword to get an idea. Watch some of them kung fu movies and karate movies. Sometimes they come out with them two-edged swords fighting, swinging them by the side. They're going to slice and dice you with one side or the other. <clears throat> but the word of God is more powerful and quicker than that. It's going to slice and dice you before you can bat your eye. So it goes on to say, this is really interesting at the end of the verse. Look at that. And in the discerner of the thoughts and intents of a heart. It is a discerner of your thoughts and the intents of your heart. How wicked you thought. Oh my God. Man can deceive people. Be all nice and pat you on the back, but their thoughts and their intent of their heart is for your destruction. I've seen a little uh, 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 animation thing on uh, Facebook about a man getting ready to kick the man off the, uh, off the uh, uh, board. But little did the man know that the board would knock him off if he kicked the other man off. That other man is what was keeping him alive. A breakthrough is something that comes to people that believe for the breakthrough and in a position to receive it. Listen to me, listen to me. You have to be in a position to receive a breakthrough. Oh, y'all ain't getting me. You got to be in a position to receive the breakthrough when it takes place. You got to go to that door breakthrough. You got to be willing to go through the door of breakthrough. Not just say I need a breakthrough. Not just say I want to feel better. Not just say I want to be healed. But you got to go through that door of breakthrough to receive it. God knows the intent about heart. Now, some people use a handicap. Oh, let's talk about handicaps and breakthroughs. I was watching the cooking show. A cooking challenge. Uh, it's an older one, an older one from years ago. And it was unique to me. Because in a, in a, a, a master chef, I think it's season three, they had a blind lady, Christine. 
A blind lady come to cook before everybody that can see. And she came. And she came there with a mind to get her breakthrough. But I want to give you a little backstory. This woman already knew she was blind. She knew she was going to be treated as an underdog and a less stuff and a less of that and a less of that. But that woman got her breakthrough and won a competition. Out of all the people that so-called could see so well, they thought they were so better. And every time they had a, a challenge, they made sure they would not choose her. But she came out on top shining and got her breakthrough. So people have that habit of letting their handicap hold them back. Use it as an excuse not to get their breakthrough. You can use your handicap to your advantage and receive your breakthrough. You would have to watch that 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 season three of uh 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 uh, 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 uh next chef uh master chef to understand what this is about how this woman that was blind uh is it blew me away just watching each weekend week of it how this woman blind and then let her blindness stop her we see with our eyes and hear with our ears I got a mouth to talk with, and we still don't do right. We still don't see right. We still scamming. We do all this stuff. And then you're going to run to God. I need a breakthrough. Breakthroughs are for somebody that needs it. I'm ready for it. You got to be in a position. You know what? A making a breakthrough is supposed to make you jump up and down and scream. Ah! Have you screaming all over the place? But I want to tell you there's something about a breakthrough that requires you to be ready for it. Preachers be speaking about breakthrough so everybody can jump up and down and run around. That's not what breakthrough is about. Breakthrough is going through that door change. That's what breakthrough is about. Going through the door change and coming out of what you was in and moving into something better and standing there to God move you forward. Everybody wants a breakthrough, but everybody don't want to do what's required. You ain't getting no breakthrough if your life ain't meeting up to the breakthrough. Not from God. Let's move on. Let's go to Isaiah 43. Everybody wants a breakthrough. But when you really read your Bible, everybody that came out of Egypt did not come out by Moses. I constantly tell people that everybody that came out of Egypt did not come out by Moses. Some people used Moses to come out of Egypt, but they was not with Moses. They was not walking with God. They wasn't even thinking about God. They used Moses as a scapegoat to get out of Egypt. Read the Bible that's in there. Moses brought the people out of Egypt, but yet those same people didn't want that break. Oh, they wanted to go back. They say, why bring us out here to die? When we were in Egypt, but yet they were the same people that cried under God. Oh, God, deliver us. Oh, God, have mercy on us. These are the same people that cried, and God have mercy on them. These are the same people that cried that the Egyptians do a hard task, Master, the meaning to them. God, give us a breakthrough. Ah. When you cry for a breakthrough, you better be ready for it. You better be ready for the breakthrough. When we think about Moses bringing the people of Israel out of, uh, I didn't get to the scripture yet. Well, when we think about Moses bringing the people out of Israel, Egypt, the children of Israel rebelled constantly. They wanted to kill Moses. They were mad with him. They were mad with Moses. How dare you bring us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Can you believe that? These are the very people that cried for a breakthrough. 
These are the people that God that cried to God to bring them or send them or deliver or come deliver themselves. Send the angels. Send somebody. Get me out of here. I need a breakthrough. That's us. But soon as a breakthrough comes, I don't want it that way. I want it the way I want it. You want the breakthrough the way you want it. That's why you can't get nothing from God. Moses brought the children of Israel out. Being obedient to God, those same people wanted to kill us behind. <clears throat> Breakthrough. Everybody's not going to be on your side when you tell them it's time for a breakthrough. Everybody's not going to be jumping up and down with you when you tell them it's time for a breakthrough. Some of them very people going to want to go upside your head when you tell them it's time for a breakthrough. They're not going to be jumping up and down with you. They're not going to be like that. Go to Isaiah 43 and 2. And I want you to look at that verse. This is what God has promised. But yet when it comes down to this verse, people do the opposite. It says in Isaiah 43 and 2, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you, overflow, uh, overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. That's something to think about. Breakthrough. God is offering up a breakthrough to his people. He's telling us a verse 40, uh, uh, 43 and chapter, uh, verse 2. Chapter 43 of Isaiah, verse 2. When you walk through the waters of life, the waves, the waves inside the side, banging and slamming against you. When you're out in the rainstorm, driving down a highway, your windshield are not working properly. Things are not going right, but God said, I'll bring you through. He'll bring you through. He'll bring you over. He'll bring you through. Coming through the fog there last week. The fog was thick. Not having fog lights. But I learned the rules about when I drive through the fog. What I do, I keep my eye on a, a, a white line on my on the driver's side when I drive through fog. When I can't see that white line no more, there's no more driving can take the place. But the thing about this, when I'm driving on one particular highway, I know where the fog be when it's too foggy night. It goes from the first exit to the third exit. And all those, all those three exits are treacherous to an accident. But once you pass the third exit, you start clearing out. All the time, all the time, all the time. God gives us a breakthrough, but sometimes you're going to have to go through before that breakthrough comes. Glory to God. The children of Israel went through a lot of things, but they didn't want the breakthrough. They just wanted to be their way. That verse tells us when you go through those waters, God said he will be with you. And through the rivers, God never said that you wasn't going to go through hard trials and tests. He never said you were not going to go through rough spots. He never said you wouldn't go through dry spots in your life. He never said that you wouldn't have disagreements with people. He never said that people would not be used at the devil to plot against you. He never said that. He tells us in this verse. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Ah, oh, y'all don't hear me today. 
When you walk through the fire, oh my God. When you, let me tell you something. In some parts, he's talking about actual real fire. Don't believe me? Go read the story about the three Hebrew boys. They walked through actual fire. Did you hear what I said? They walked through real fire. Everything ain't spiritual form. Everything is not in a spiritual tone. That was actual fire that they walked through. What if your car catch a fire while you're driving? I remember when I was in Massachusetts many, many, many years ago, we were in a van and the engine caught a fire. I wasn't worried about being burned up. I was worried about getting the kids out of the car. That was with us. Then you just started catching burning. Uh, it was a van and like the you know those older vans, the engines were more so. I think it was like uh, uh, uh what you call those that it was like one of those Volkswagen vans. The motor Volkswagen when the engine was inside, it caught a fire. Object was getting a crazy dollar car. I had expensive coat that someone had given me. An extremely expensive coat was a gift to me. I didn't care about the coat. I cared about getting those kids out of that van. I wasn't worried about getting caught on fire. Because <laughs> God said that the flame would not kindle against me. When you walk with God, God will walk with you. The verse says, when you walk through the fire, the flame shall not, or you shall not be blood burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon you. Everybody wants to be used of God. They want to be. They want to be a prophet. They want to be this. They want to be that. But they don't want to have a relationship. They want the two titles and these new titles that they created. They created all these fancy new titles that they have and still can't serve God. They still can't obey God's word. They some of them have been saved ten years and still don't know what the righteousness of God is. A breakthrough comes to those that are prepared for it. You know one of the things I learned about breakthrough? It's only going to be attracted to people that's looking expecting it. It's only going to be attracted to those that are expecting it. It's not just going to happen to any old body. Well, you hate for a moment. Let me pray for the TV broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, ask you to touch every little soul under the sound of my voice for listening or watching this broadcast today on television, oh God, on YouTube, or, or on the podcast, wherever. Ask you to touch their lives in Jesus' name. Oh, uh, those of you watching television broadcast, you can get the rest of this message. You can go to PastorBWells.com and you can get the rest of this message. PastorBWells.com. All right. That's www.pastorbwells.com. Okay, so look at that verse. It says, when thou, walkest, when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. Breakthrough. Your breakthrough is available to you when you're ready to receive it. A breakthrough just don't happen like that. You got to be prepared for it. A person dying on their bed is quicker, ready to receive a breakthrough from God than a person with a broken arm waiting to get God to heal it. You know why? Person on the deathbed on their last limb. You with a broken arm, you ain't on your last limb. You just in pain. I never forget one of my nieces. This is a funny one. She needed a breakthrough to get out of school, right? Oh, she wanted to get out of school that day. So she called me and asked me to pick her up from school. So I'm going to the school to pick her up. And I pick her up. I said, so, so, what's wrong with you? I hurt my fingernail. What? <laughs> she needed a breakthrough to get out of school. So her fingernail, she hurt her fingernail. That was a way to get out of school. I never heard that without the first. 
She got her breakthrough. I picked her up. Took her to McDonald's. But when her mother came to McDonald's, her mother wasn't too happy with her. She said, what happened to you? My fingernail. She about to go upside her head over a fingernail. But it was funny. She received the breakthrough to get out of school and get some McDonald's that day. But a breakthrough is really a serious issue that people need, country needs, to change their atmosphere, to change their going and their future. But you got to walk through that. You know why a lot of countries are cursed? Why they don't receive breakthrough? They won't serve God. They'll do anything but serve God. They'll serve idols. America's not no different. We are idol-worshiping God, country. We say we serve God, but yet we worship idols. We idolize people. We idolize God. We brag about how better we are than everybody else. I'm just being truthful about it. With our free kids, some of us want the best buildings and all this other stuff that some of the stuff that we want, God is not in answers today. He said the phone like this, it shall die, it shall not carry in my sight. That's what he said. The soul that sitteth, it shall die, it shall not tarry in my sight. <clears throat> you got to get your life in line with God so you can receive the breakthrough he has. When God says, when I walk through the water, I will be with you, you got to really expect God to be with you. I never forget the story about me going across the highway and the enemy attacked me. I'm going across the bridge and the enemy attacked me with a panic attack, something I ain't never got. Oh, there's a saying amongst preachers that one day you're going to get your test to show whether or not you're really walking with God or not. That you are what you say you are. You can run around preaching and all that stuff. And impress people and sound good because you got the gift of preaching, etc., etc. But one day you're gonna get a test where it's gonna have you shut up or put up. Some on the highway, get ready to go on the bridge. The enemy already had laid out the plan to frighten me to death. He already had his plan in motion from the get-go. So by the time I got to the uh, that bridge of uh, the Bay Bridge in Maryland started talking to my head. All of a sudden, panic starts setting in. And then I got to going up the bridge. He kept saying, look how high up that bridge is. Look how high up that bridge is. Remember with Jesus. The devil told Jesus, look at all these kingdoms. I'll give you all these kingdom if you bow down and worship him. The devil was a dummy. He didn't know that. Oh, my God. Jesus was the son of the living God. It was him anyway. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So the enemy started working on my mind. See, you got to be careful here. When you want your breakthrough, the enemy going to start talking nonsense to you. He'll start working on your flesh. To bring about fear and defeat. Don't even talk to be to you to get you to accept it. So I'm on my way up the bridge, and all of a sudden, out of blue, I heard a voice to me say, Make a U turn. Uh, now my, my flesh is panicking. I'm holding a stairwell for the dead light. Make a U turn on the middle of the bridge and get myself killed. That's what he was saying. He didn't tell me that part, but if I know I made a U-turn, I was dead. Because somebody was going to slam right into me. It was going to be a head-on. So the bridge went high up. The more I drive, the higher the bridge got. 
and he kept talking. But all of a sudden, I felt the word of God come alive, alive in me, and start flowing through me, saying, No weapon that forms against me shall prosper. Every time they rise up against me in judgment, I shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the righteous of me, saith the Lord. And more scriptures kept coming, and more scriptures just coming. And the confidence of God began to build in me, and build in me, and build in me, and build in me. I said, Devil, take a hot. I drove across that bridge over there, across the next bridge, and came home. No weapon that formed against you going to prosper. You will get your breakdown, but you got to be in a position to receive it. Now, if I wasn't living right, I would have been dead. My wife wouldn't have known what would happen. She would have had no clue what went on. She would have never known that there was a war going on in my car by myself with the devil. That's why you got to walk with God. Don't take this lightly. Don't take salvation lightly. Walk with God and get your breakthroughs, not get squirted everyone that you need. Ain't no game. It's not a good feeling. This is about eternal life. This is about living a life on this earth where you're not defeated. Our defeat comes from disobedience. Our defeat comes from a lack of action on God's word. He said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Our defeat comes. From us not obeying God's word. That's where that's where the defeat comes from. When we don't obey God's word, we're looking for defeat. Where else can it to come in and take over? Look at that verse one more time. Isaiah 43 and 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. Well, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, they thou shalt not be thou shalt not be burned, neither the flame kindle against you. You know what? Talk about breakthrough. You may get your breakthrough in your life. But that verse that part of the verse that said the flame that I kindle against you, nobody gonna smell the flame on you. You could get your breakthrough, but sometimes you got to keep your mouth shut that God gave you a breakthrough from being an alcoholic. God gave you a breakthrough from being homosexual. God gave you a deliverance and a breakthrough from being alive. Sometimes you got to keep your mouth shut and wait till God leads you to talk to people about it. Why? Because nobody knows your testimony until you tell them. Your testimony is not for everybody to hear. Your testimony is not for everybody to hear. People keep running around and saying, I'm going to tell a whole world of my testimony. No, that's not what the scripture tells us to do. The Bible says that many are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Be led by God with your testimony. So it could bless somebody to come out of what they in. You in a church with everybody that's never, that people that have never been mixed up in alcohol and none of that stuff, and you getting up there, oh, God, can you just eat from that alcohol and blah, blah, blah. Those people don't care. It's not going to affect them. It's not going to make them want to serve God anymore. Because they, they don't drink. They were never drinking. But if you go into a place where they got people sneak secretly drinking and stuff and carrying on, and God leads you to give your testimony, then people, some of the people are going to get right that day. That's why you got to be led by God. You can't do what you want to do. That's how people get their breakthroughs when it's done the right way. Everybody needs a breakthrough, but everybody got to be in a position to receive it. We've been doing services here at my home. Uh, oh, uh, what, over two years now? Almost two years. And then we were doing Bible study at someone else's house for four years. 
That person went on to be with the Lord. And we come here. I want to show you something. <clears throat> I found an another place where we could go. And I thought that was what the Lord wanted. But then I noticed the people started doing, talking crazy, doing all kinds of stuff. I said, that's not God's will. I know when God closed one door, he had another door. So I was talking to somebody. And I don't know how we got into the conversation about a building, generally. And they offered me to use a building. But less than what the other people have. And the place is bigger. I have full access. And while I was standing there talking to him, the Lord brought to me. When God closed, one, one, one door closes, God's going to open another. And he opened that door. So in April, we'll be going into this new place. Praise God. Y'all welcome to come out. But the whole thing here with breakthrough, you have to wait on God for your breakthrough. You have to put yourself in a position to receive a breakthrough. You can't be running around fretting and flipping out. You can't be losing your head over not this and not that. I don't have this and I don't have that. Stop making excuses and serve God. God said when the floods come, he'll be with you. The rivers won't overflow you. When your bills come, you won't drown in them. You won't be one of those people jumping off a bridge. Oh, yeah, people jump off the bridge because they build it. I'm not jumping off no bridge over no belt. I'm not jumping off a bridge if my credit go down to zero. I'm still not jumping off no bridge. When I, when I was brought into this, uh, when I was born, I didn't have no credit. There was nobody born with credit. Okay? Whether they were rich, born in a wealthy family or not, they didn't instantly have credit. And credit had to, had to got old enough, then they got credit. Okay? But they wasn't born with no credit. People jump off of bridges and stuff because their credit go bad and got bills. But people, listen to me. In this life you live, you'll always have bills. You're always going to have a light bill, a gas bill, some bill you're always going to have to pay. Unless you own an electric company, a gas company, an oil company, unless you own it. Unless you own IRS, you always going to pay taxes. <laughs> Unless you own the IRS and no one owns the IRS but the United States government, you always pay taxes. And when you defraud them, they're going to get you or really make you pay. I see it happen every day. People get away for years and all of a sudden, bam! But the scripture here tells us that he'll be with us. When we go through water, the rivers of life won't overflow us. When we walk through fiery storms in our life, fiery activation, the flames won't burn upon us. They won't hit us. And you're going to go through some fiery flames. My friend wife passed away. We went to the home going service Wednesday. Her life was an example of what being saved means. She went through suffering, but she never, ever went around saying, oh, I'm suffering so much. She did everything in her power to help people. She inspired multitudes of lives. It's what you do. It's what you do with your life. I realize many people today don't know what it means to really know God. They say they know religion, but they don't know God. They know they pastor. Well, some of them know they pastor. And some of them, after the pastor died, they got no walk with God because they never built one. They built a walk with their pastor. You're not supposed to do that now. You're supposed to build a walk with Christ Jesus. And, and let your pastor lead you when he's a real man or woman of God. All right, let's go to uh, Psalms. Excuse me. Let's go to Matthew 6 and 20. Matthew 6 and 20. 
Matthew 6 and 20. Look at that verse. This is the Lord talking. Matthew 6 and 20. It says, but lay yourselves up treasure in heaven where neither moth or rust do it corrupt and where thieves do not break through. No stale. Let me read it one, one more time. But lay yourselves up treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust do it corrupt and where thieves do not break through. No stale. That's what we got to do. We want to break through. It got to be a breakthrough that's going to benefit you spiritually. You can get a new job that benefits you spiritually. You want to lay up treasures in heaven. The Bible says he that winneth souls is wide. You want to win souls for the Lord. You want to really be a living epistle to people where people see the light that you live. And it simplifies who Jesus Christ is. Whether you're on your job in your church, but you know, in both places, y'all live like a devil, and then you go to church like a little sanctimonious. Stop being a hypocrite and get right with God. You'll never get a breakthrough like that. On the job, they be telling all kind of dirty jokes. You got to rebuke those people. Listen, look, I ain't got time for that mess. You got to take a stand for righteousness if you're going to be righteous. I've learned something. I'm not a famous guy, but everybody know me, respect me. Most people I know respect me. They highly respect me. I don't do nothing disrespectful and disrespectful in front of them, and I won't carry myself that way. I want people to respect me so they respect the God in me. Amen. You can't run around talking about a God. They've been you as he's holy and righteous, and you're nasty and wicked. Oh, yeah, we make mistakes. We walk in the brick walls. I'm not exempt for that because I've done that. I've walked in the walls, made mistakes, but I got things right. I stay right. The Bible tells us a righteous man seven all the seven times to rise again because he's righteous. A wicked man fall up and don't rise again. Because he's so busy plotting about corrupt garbage. But when you look at this, this, this verse, this is the Lord Jesus saying, but lay yourselves up treasure in heaven where neither the moth nor rust do, moth nor rust do a corrupt where thieves do not break through. See, we talk about breakthrough. We're not just talking about a personal breakthrough. We're talking about the enemy breaking through to discourage you and to rip you off. Of what God has for you. Remember what I just told you about me on the bridge? The devil was trying to break through and steal my life. Hmm. You got to understand something that you got to know when the breakthrough is coming from God or from the enemy. You will know when the enemy comes in like a flood if you have God's word and you, the Spirit of the Lord, will rise up a standard against him. Just like you did for me, you can do for you. But you gotta have God's word in you. You gotta get in tune to God's word where God's word simplifies your life. Everybody wants the best of everything. Everybody wants the best car, the best home. But I found out something. I, I, well, I, I really like nice stuff. Nice cars, all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I found out something. One day I needed a vehicle. And I stood on my balcony. And I prayed and I talked to the Lord. I said, listen, I need a car. I would like, I wanted a Lincoln Town car back then. I always wanted one. My father had two of them, et cetera, et cetera. But I always wanted one. I said, well, my wife don't like that one that we looked at. So give me a vehicle until we could get a, a Lincoln Town car. Give me a nice vehicle, comfortable vehicle. And then uh, I guess when my wife changed her mind, I got a Lincoln Town car. I wind up getting a vehicle. 
that I wanted since I was a little kid at Model College. And it's been over 25 years. And I'm still driving that model brand, that brand car to this very day. I will not change my brand. Because when God gives you something, I'm not talking about I have the same car. I'm still with the same manufacturer from the day I stood on that, that, that balcony. I have not bought a different type of vehicle until this very day. Glory to God. Yeah, because when God gives you a breakthrough, it's something about when God gives you a breakthrough. You walk through that door, that breakthrough. Something changes. I don't want no Lincoln Town car. I know. I have no desire for one. Isn't that something? Oh boy, I wanted one. Oh boy, I wanted one. Oh boy. But when I pray, <clears throat> let ask God to let me get a vehicle that's safe and that's gonna get me where I need to go. I got that brand vehicle and have never, ever went to buy another brand. And I could have done it many times. A breakthrough is something that brings about a change in a person or a nation's life. But we got to be willing to accept the breakthrough. A breakthrough from God brings about a change. It doesn't stay the same. A breakthrough from God does not stay the same. Your situation don't stay the same. Don't don't let the devil fool you. Oh, God, everything will be the same. No, don't let the devil feed you a lie. When God gives you a breakthrough, change comes. Everybody was upset with President Obama because he said uh, 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 he, he was preaching about change. That was his whole thing about change, change, change. And they missed the whole boat. It was funny. I figured it out already. He was the change. He was the first mutt, as he called himself at times. He was the first half black or white man as a president of the United States. The first. He was more on the darker side than the whiter side. But understand something. He meant change and he brought change. He didn't bring the madness and the craziness that most presidents he bring. <clears throat> he brought change. And guess what? That change can never be reversed. That's the difference. Change brings a life altering change in itself. <clears throat> it brings a change to where the person's life is changed if they want. It. It's like a bus or a plane. That's going to go from New York to Florida. If you don't board that plane, your location is not going to change. You're not getting to Florida. You'll still be here in New York. If you don't go to the airport and walk through that route to get to that plane, you're not getting that change. You're not getting that breakthrough. You're not getting nothing. You're saying, oh, I got a ticket to go to Florida. I'm going to be flying out tonight. And somebody call you at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, I'm not flying I can get it. It's not going to be the same. It's not the same fight that you was designated for. That's the difference. You got to get the breakthrough that God had for you. Do not focus on breakthrough that other people have. What messed most people up? They focus on what other people have and what God has for them. Because they never seek God to see what God has for them. I'm not worried about what nobody else has. They can have whatever they want. They can live in the biggest house in town. They got to pay the taxes on it, not me. They got to struggle to pay that mortgage, not me. Why would I want what they have? No, thank you. You got to understand something about Breakthroughs. Breakthroughs are available for those that are ready for it. 
Those that are willing to make the sacrifice to get that breakthrough. Everybody don't want to make the sacrifice. Everybody that talk and talk about walk the walk. God healed people that's not saved, but it doesn't mean they have eternal life. It means that God simply healed them. People think you got to be saved to get healed. No, there's no one in the Bible says that. The Bible says the goodness of the Lord leadeth to repentance. So it doesn't guarantee you eternal life. People get up and sing and they can sing and make you cry and they won't live nothing. They're going to be lost. Let's move on. Let's go to Jeremiah 29 and 11. It's a popular verse. Jeremiah 29 and 11. I want you to listen to this. I want you to think about this verse. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29 and 11 said, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Let me read it again. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. The Lord said, I personally know thoughts that I think towards you. Now notice the Lord said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Now that's heavy. You want a breakthrough. Think about what I just said. God knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you. Look at that verse. Look at that verse. Look at that verse. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. The thoughts of peace. The Lord knows the thoughts that he has towards you. He has the thoughts of peace and not evil. Here comes Rufus on bring you evil thoughts. But yet God himself said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I don't think evil thoughts towards you. I think thoughts of peace. And not evil. And then I, I have an expected end for you. Because I know what it is. I want to give you that expected end that you desire. Did you hear that? God wants to give you that breakthrough of the expected end that you desire. When you live right. When you walk before God in a land and a living, God wants you to have your expected end. God wants you to have your expected end. God wants you to conquer everything that's in your way. Walk through that door and get your breakthrough. God said he knows and wants you to have your expected end. That's, that's, that's just mind-blowing. God knows the thoughts that he thinks towards me. He knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you. The thoughts of peace. <clears throat> Some people run around thinking God hates them, God hates them, God don't love them, God don't love them, but that's not what God would say. He says he has the thoughts of peace towards you, not evil. And he wants to give you an unexpected. Here's the problem. Some people don't know what they want them to be. Some people are so discouraged, the enemy has ripped them off so much so they don't know what to expect the end is. But that's not what God wants. God wants you to have a good, expected end. God wants you to overcome all your trials. God wants you to overcome all your trouble. He doesn't. God wants you to be victorious. Not a wimp. Not a scary cat. But victorious in him. The Bible said, no good thing would he withhold from them that walk uprightly before him. God has best thoughts for you. The scripture also says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has it entered the hearts of men the things that God prepared for them that love him. God has a plan of victory for you. 
But the whole thing, the whole scenario is do you really want what God has for you? That's that. That's the thing. Do you really want what God has for you? Do you really want that breakthrough? Let's find out. Let's go to Micah 2 and 13. Let's go to Micah 2 and 13. Let's find out if you really, really, really want that breakthrough. Let's go there, chapter uh, 2 of Micah, and verse 13. Listen to this. The breaker is come up before them. They have broken up and passed through the gate, and they're gone out by it. For their king shall pass before them, and the Lord the head of them. I'll read it again. Well, the break the breaker has come up before them, and they have broken up and have passed through the gate and are gone out by, and their king shall pass before them, and the Lord, the head of them. The breaker has come to break you through. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The breaker has come to break you through. The king of glory is going to lead you. Who is the king of glory? The Lord. Mighty in battle. The breaker has come to break you through the gates. The breaker has come. He's come to break you through to give you that breakthrough you need in your life. But do you really want that breakthrough from the breaker himself? Do you really want the breaker to break you through no door? You got to step up to the door and step through when he breaks that door open, when he knocks that gate open. You got to be willing to let the breaker break through for you. The way to get that breaker to break through you is accept Christ in your life. You need to let Christ come into your life. Let him be the breaker for you. Let him be the yoke breaker and the burden bearer, the healer and the deliverer for you, the yoke breaker. Let him be the change in your life. You got to want it. 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 When the breakthrough has come, that breakthrough takes place. But you have to want that breakthrough. You have the desire to break through. You've got to be in a mental capacity to accept the breakthrough. The breakthrough waits on you. The breaker waits on you. But you have to be the one that wants the breakthrough. You have to be the one that go after the breakthrough. Because the breaker is come. He will lead you through the door of victory. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered the hearts of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. The breaker has come for you today. He's come to bring deliverance in your life. He's come to bring change to you mentally, spiritually into your life. What do you want? Do you want the breaker to bring that deliverance? Do you want him to give you the breakthrough that you really need? Or are you just saying it with your mouth? <clears throat> Big difference. Everyone here under the sound of my voice. If you're not saved today and you need a breakthrough in your life, now is the time. Let's pray and get the breakthrough in your life. Get a breakthrough from God. Man can't do what God can. If you're not saved out there, let's pray now and give your life to the Lord.
Let's pray now and let the Lord break those jokes in your life. And you could get that breakthrough and go through that door. Go through that door and get the breakthrough. Bow your heads with me and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to cleanse my heart, cleanse my mind, sanctify me through your word. Give me to know that I have eternal life. Give me a breakthrough in my life. I accept you as my personal Savior, Lord Jesus. I thank you for dying on the cross of Calvary for me. I thank you for rising on the third day. And I thank you for saving me today. Thank you for my breakthrough. Thank you for my breakthrough. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, let me pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every little soul and break every yoke in their life. Meet the needs in their life, oh God. Let them receive their breakthrough today. That they can walk with you in peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's it, beloved. You can visit our website, Pastor B. L. Wells. Matter of fact, that's going to take you right to where all the services. You can visit the regular uh, 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 website, the Tabernacle of Deliverance, inc.org. You can click on leave a prayer request. Uh, you can click on uh, uh, um, uh, a testimony page and also can become a partner and help support the ministry. Uh, two Wednesday night for Bible study at 8.15 or next Sunday at 5.15 uh, p.m. I'll see you then and let the Lord bless your life.